You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 93. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everyone, it's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast, always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information, and ways to use it on a day-to-day basis right away. That is always my plan for you. So our topics today, we've got the Eagle's Eye on Health, which is our little first segment where I'm just going to give you a tidbit of new health information where we're going to talk about arsenic in your rice. And then our primary topic today has been a big request by a lot of clients and emails coming in lately asking me to do a segment on collagen. So all that collagen protein you're starting to hear about, I mean, you've probably been hearing about it for a while. I wanna tell you what it is, if you should be using it, the benefits, the concerns, all right? So as I said, let's get started with our Eagle's Eye on Health is our quick segment with the latest information today about arsenic in your rice. And honestly, this is not new information. It's been something that's been discussed for a long time, but is definitely still a topic and it's something still being researched. And consumer reports recently found that persistently high levels of arsenic in rice and rice products that also include infant rice cereal, which is something for the moms to please, please note right now that if you give your infant rice cereal, you might want to rethink it if you did not realize that there is potential risk with the arsenic. Now, rice tends to absorb more arsenic than other grains, mostly, they say, because it's grown in water-flooded soil. And if you caught my last segment recently uh, where we talked about protein powders and which protein powders had more heavy metals, they generally were the plant-based ones because of the soil. So you're seeing that again here in the rice that it's got those increased levels of arsenic that is highly due to the absorption from what it's getting in the soil. Now, when you ingest arsenic, which is a highly toxic thing you do not want in your body, but when arsenic is absorbed into the human body, it will affect your IQ, neurodevelopment in babies, and even young children. It's also gonna increase several cancer risks like skin cancer, bladder, and lung cancer also increases the risk of heart disease and type 2 diabetes in adults. So this is sort of interesting in my opinion. Though regulations have been proposed, there is still no federal limit for acceptable levels of arsenic in rice or rice products. That is why we have to be so strong as the consumer, we have to be the ones to determine what we will or will not buy what we will or will not ingest because the FDA is not going to make these determinations on a lot of our foods out there for us. So we just have to be as educated as possible. Now, they also say in this article about the rice, you know, is this danger enough that we need to be eliminating rice from the diet? Well, some rice has less arsenic than others. And Consumer Reports did find that rice varieties with the least arsenic were were white basmati from California, India, Pakistan, 
and sushi rice from the US. But guess what? Apart from sushi and these quick cooking rices, all types from Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas, that's where I live, have among the highest levels of arsenic. Now, I always tell my clients, brown rice over white, brown rice over white, but guess what? White rice, for this reason, is safer than brown rice because the arsenic tends to accumulate in a grain's outer layer, and that's the layer that is removed to make white rice. So when it comes to arsenic, white rice would be the winner in terms of what is more healthy, but brown rice has more nutrients than the white rice. So you might not wanna give that up altogether. If rice is something that's sort of a staple in your life, for one, you might just wanna start limiting it maybe once a week. That's what I try to do. Rice once a week would be a limit. But they also say you can lower arsenic levels by almost 30% just by rinsing the raw rice. They say you can use six cups of water to one cup of rice and draining all that excess water. So that is definitely going to help and that way you can still have rice. It doesn't have to be something you take out forever um, or all the time, but I just, I wouldn't have it daily. I wouldn't give it to the babies as well. And it's just something that you have to remember that there is unfortunately arsenic in our rice. And that's all for Eagle's Eye on Health. Let's get right to the topic today because I don't know why, but everybody has been asking me to do this episode about collagen. So you might have been hearing about it. Again, it's not that new. I mean, it's definitely in the last year, definitely sort of the new hype of what everybody's taking and putting in their protein shakes and buying the supplements and the pills and whatnot. Let's talk about it because I, I always want you to have as much information as possible. Now, when people ask me these things like, you know, do you take collagen and what do you think about it? You should pretty much always know my answer <laughs> because if you know me, if you've been listening to my podcast, if you listen to my episodes, you should know that I do not take any supplements, pretty much any supplements. Like right now I'm taking magnesium. Um, I would still consider that a supplement, but that's just helping me with some of my running things that I have going on. And I will take that temporarily, not forever. But in general, I will not start taking a supplement just because it is the new hype. There's always gonna be something new. Trust me, that's what all these, uh, you know, the marketing, they love this stuff. It's like, oh, this is the product we can sell now. And then a million companies are making it. So I'm not gonna fall in that trap, but I definitely wanted to research this for all of you and let you know all the things that you were asking. So just so you know, collagen in general is a protein that makes up about one third of the body's whole protein content. It can be found in tendons, in our ligaments, bone, muscle, cartilage, and skin. And together with elastin, it forms a mesh that gives the skin its structure, its strength, and elasticity. So you've probably seen a lot of collagen type things in skin products as well, because they're trying to tell you that it's gonna tighten up the wrinkles and make you look young again. And that's why they're talking about it because it has that ability in, in the skin structure naturally, I should say, that's what it has. Now, you have to understand that as we age, the body's collagen production does decline. That is normal, okay, everyone? <laughs> that is part of aging. I kind of like put that with all hormones. Like 
as we get older, our hormones change. You know, testosterone levels decrease, estrogen changes. This is part of aging. And I honestly believe that we need to let the body age how it's supposed to. So if as we get older, the collagen production declines, well, maybe there's a reason it's declining. Now that's my personal opinion, okay? But honestly, I think that the human body is amazing if you look at what it does on a daily basis from birth till death, what it does to keep you alive, it it has a pretty good sense of what it's doing and how to make you stay alive. So just so you know, collagen production, yes, it does decline as you age. And you know, that can be a concern when you're thinking about the fact that collagen has to do with your strong bones and how it helps your joints and how it helps your skin. So people are thinking that, oh, if we add collagen to our diet, well, that's a no-brainer then because it's gonna help our bones and our joints and our skin. And that's why so many supplement companies right now have started selling collagen powders and pills. And just so you know, most of these are made from animal parts. It's usually the bones or the skin of cows or scales of fish. So if you are vegan, you might wanna take note that this probably is not the best supplement (laughs) that you might wanna be taking, all right? Now, of course, there's always the question, do these supplements really do anything? And that's what we all want to know. Now, there are different kinds of collagen. There's more than a dozen types of collagen, each composed of different peptides or or the amino acids. Different types form skin and tendons as opposed to cartilage. And figuring out which one may help your health is actually proven to be quite tricky. And we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Also, supplements containing collagen vary a ton. So not all the collagen supplements you see out there are the same exact type of collagen. In most cases, if you're buying a collagen peptide powder, you're probably buying a hydrolyzed type one collagen that's been extracted from animal hides or bones, or like I said before, it could even be from fish scales. And the hydrolyzed part, when it says that, it simply means that the amino acid chains have been broken down into smaller units, and that's a process that allows it to dissolve in the hot or cold liquids, which a lot of people are adding this to. Now, this type of collagen has become very, very popular due to the fact that you can add it, like I said, to hot coffee. People add it to soup, to cold brew. People are also adding it to their smoothies. A lot of reason why also is because it packs a big punch in terms of protein. So a two scoop serving of most of the collagen peptides that you can buy are about 18 grams of protein. So people are like, great, collagen protein, that's how I'm gonna bump up my protein every day. Of course, the way I like to see it is one scoop or one cup of Greek yogurt also has that same amount of protein, right? If not more, depending on the brand. And so you could either get it from real food, if you can eat dairy, or other people are are falling back to this collagen to get their protein up. Now, what does collagen, what are they saying that it helps? Primarily, you're gonna hear about collagen supplements or formulas, formulations, pills, whatnot, to help osteoarthritis and joints. 
In 2006, there was a review that found that supplements containing collagen helped decrease painful symptoms and improved joint function in people that did have osteoarthritis. So that's great. That's all important. Um, as the supplement was absorbed, the collagen accumulated in the cartilage, and this seemed to help rebuild the extracellular matrix. But not all studies have supported these findings. And that's what I think is always so funny. When, when I'm looking for all kinds of research, when I'm doing podcasts on these different topic, topics, I can find just as much research on one side and then just as much research on the other. So here they're saying in 2006, we found you know that it did this and that's so good. And then on the same time, they're saying, but not all the studies support this. So then you really have to question, so is it true or is it not true? Now what, what they were saying in terms of not supporting it is they're not really sure if the collagen was benefiting the joint function as much as it was just reducing inflammation. And that's still a good thing. I mean, what's important is that the person's pain symptoms were reduced, and that's fantastic. And if you have osteoarthritis, I'm sure you'd be willing to take many things if it's going to help reduce your pain. So they're just not really sure how it was doing that, and they think inflammation might have been one thing. So it might be good for pain, joints, and osteoarthritis, but there's not a lot of like 100% complete proof and research on this. Now, the other thing that people use collagen for is skin. Everybody wants to look younger. Nobody wants to age, right? So what happens to the collagen as we age when it relates to the skin? The amount of collagen in the skin actually peaks in the early adulthood and it's going to decline after that. And this is due to the fact that collagen is being broken down faster than it's actually being repaired or replaced. So the result is that reduced collagen levels are going to occur as we age and the skin starts to get a little weaker, thinner, and more prone to sagging and wrinkling. Now, what causes this decline in the collagen levels as we age, especially in terms of our skin? Well, excessive sun exposure, high cortisol levels produced by stress, poor nutrition, exposure to toxins. That could be anything from environmental pollution, even things like the cigarettes, you know, any exposure to outside toxins. Not enough sleep free radicals, glycation, and chronic inflammation. Now, I want you to notice that those are things that cause the decline in collagen, but none of those things say insufficient collagen in your diet, all right? So that's really, really important. So all those things can help or not help, but that's contributing to decline in collagen, but not because of anything in your diet. So if we're gonna be ingesting something, we have to start to think about, well, was it because I wasn't getting enough collagen in my diet? No, that's not what's causing that. Now, many products containing collagen, including the creams, the powders, they all claim to revitalize the skin by increasing these collagen levels within the body. 
But the doctors out there and the researchers saying this is highly unlikely because collagen molecules are very large and they cannot be absorbed through the skin. So if you are using some kind of moisturizer or cream that's claiming it has collagen in it and it's going to benefit you within the body, if you're just rubbing that into your skin, that is that basically they're saying is not going to happen. Any benefit from these creams is likely due to the moisturizing effect of the product. So if you're like using some new product and it has collagen in it and you're like, oh, my skin has never looked better, it's not really probably because it's increasing collagen in your body, but rather that it has a great moisturizing effect on your skin. Now, if you talk to nutrition scientists, they will tell you that one of the biggest mistakes they hear when it comes to food and supplements is assuming that something that you swallow, like a collagen pill, would turn into the same something in your body. That's not really how digestion and biochemistry work. So it's not like I can eat collagen and that's going to make more collagen in my body that does the same exact thing as the natural collagen that was already within my body. It just doesn't work that way. And in terms of collagen supplements, offering the skin and the hair benefits, there are doctors out there that say absolutely no way. You're not ingesting something and then it's making your skin glow and then it's making the wrinkles go away. Like that is just not happening. The collagen that is going to be digested by the GI tract, uh, it's not going to survive basically the, the pH changes in the gut. So basically, if you are taking a collagen supplement right now where you're actually eating it, you're ingesting it, and you're thinking it's going to make your skin glow and your wrinkles go away, they are basically saying that is just not going to happen. Now, what are some concerns? What are things we should always be concerned about when we're taking a supplement? I mean, collagen protein that you're taking, potentially, it is a supplement, all right? It is not the natural collagen that is created in the body. So if you are taking a pill, if you are taking some kind of collagen protein powder, this is a supplement. And since this stuff primarily comes from ground up animal parts, there is concern there could be heavy metal content. All right, just like always, like we did an entire podcast episode on supplements, yes? So uh, that was episode number 86. So if you missed my podcast episode on supplements and FDA regulation, go back to number episode number 86, because this is just like any other supplement that we need to be concerned about. Some studies have shown that animal bones or hides can be sources of dangerous metals like lead. And so consuming a lot of collagen powders or pills could expose the users to those risks. And yet, on the other hand, just like I said, there's always evidence in both ways. At this time, collagen supplements, um, they have not seen as a risk for heavy metal exposure. But I always look at it this way, they haven't yet. <laughs> Doesn't mean they will, but there's the potential and it depends who's actually doing these studies and if anybody is really doing enough studies to see if there is heavy metal exposure within the collagen. 
To be safe, it is recommended taking a supplement that has been checked and certified by a third party for contaminants. So there are supplements out there that have different safety groups that will basically come in and, and do checks on them. And it would say somewhere on the bottle, likely it should say, they would want it to say, that a safety group, like for instance, one is called NSF. They are a third party group that tests for contaminants. And so if you see at least that on the label that it has been proven by NSF, I don't know what the exact label would say, but they would post that, that it has at least been tested by a third party. Well, that's something that could give you a little bit of relief then in, you know, if you are concerned about any heavy metals. But like I said, go back to episode number 86 podcast that I did because we talk a lot about the FDA regulation and the reality that there is not a lot of regulation on supplements like that. So what do you need to know at the end of the day? In order to keep collagen at youthful levels, we should basically limit the main threats of sun exposure, stress, bad diet, and environmental toxins. We should get the sleep up. All of that is going to be a much better way of helping those collagen levels than necessarily taking a supplement that we do not know if it has been tested, if it has heavy metals, if it's even doing anything really for our body. So you have to ask yourself, is it worth it to take a collagen protein supplement, powder, whatever it might be, whatever form you're taking it in, do you need it that bad? Or could you just have the one cup of Greek yogurt to get the same amount of protein in and then not have to worry about some of these other contaminants that might be in it. Those are always the questions you have to ask. You know, the risk versus the reward. That's always the way that I look at things that I'm gonna put in my body. Is it really worth it? Like, so right now I'm taking magnesium and that helps with some of my muscle soreness that I have. I have an incredible amount of muscle soreness. It's a whole other, episode we could talk about, but the magnesium really helps me right now. So I'm just taking it temporarily, probably every other day until I finish my marathon. And then that's it. I will not take it, you know, on a daily basis. So I just don't think it's worth the risk versus reward because I don't want to find out in like, you know, one year that this company that I'm taking the magnesium from was found to do X and it now it causes Z and who knows? I just don't think it's worth it. And I think you need to take everything in moderation. So if you really like this collagen protein and it's really helping you in some way, you think, you know, maybe just take it in moderation. Maybe you don't take it daily but it is something that you always want to think about. The most important way to take care of your health, the most important way to take care of your skin and your joints and everything is always gonna be through a balanced diet and consistent exercise. I did not say extreme diet, right? So I didn't say go on Whole30, which prevents you from eating a lot of things, unfortunately. I didn't say go on Ideal Protein and you're not allowed to eat a ton of things. Did not say that either. I did not say, and then go and do these extreme workouts that are so hard on the body. No, balanced diet. That includes carbohydrates and protein and fat, all of them within balance. And then exercise on a consistent basis doesn't have to be extreme because exercise is stress on the body and we want to limit stress on the body. So if you do an extreme workout, maybe it's twice a week, but the rest are not as extreme. And those things will help your health more than any collagen 
supplement out there. So I hope that that answers all the questions out there today because like I said, this was honestly, I have been getting this email a lot. Will you do an episode on collagen protein? Will you do the episode on collagen by Bulletproof? And you know, again, there's so many companies out there who are, who are pushing this and they're pushing it because it's the new hype. And I mean, I, I really question the day that one of you emails me about a new diet or a new supplement that I'm actually gonna do a podcast and say, guess what? This one, I approve. <laughs> because I just don't think it's out there. And, I, and I'm never looking for a quick fix because I know that there is no quick fix out there. There's not gonna be a quick fix supplement. There's not gonna be a quick fix diet. It's just always gonna come down to taking care of yourself in the most healthy way possible. That is what sustains weight loss. That's what sustains your healthy lifestyle. Um, so just, just you know, always remember, you can keep sending me these ideas, but I don't think, I'll be shocked when there is one that I actually say, this is the winner, it's finally here. I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> sorry, if, that, if you're looking for the quick mix, I'm sorry. I just wanna be realistic with you, all right? So that's everything for today. I hope you have a wonderful, fantastic, and super healthy week full of balanced diet and exercise. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.